In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Nearly a quarter century after my young life days came to an end, standing of God's grace, me that I would quibble with the leadership these days. My understanding of God's grace, atonement, human sexuality, and gender have all changed over the last 25 years, but there is still a lot I am grateful for. Still some wonderful memories that I hold on to fondly. One of the best lessons that I learned from my Young Life leader, Fletch, was the Acts form of prayer. Not as in the book of Acts, from which the Pentecost Day story comes, but the acrostic Acts. When my prayer life gets dry, I am grateful for the foundation of Acts that is always there to catch me. I've probably told you this before, but in case you don't recall, Acts stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. A prayer that follows this pattern can never go wrong. Adoration is defined in our Book of Common Prayer as the lifting up of heart and mind to God, asking nothing but to enjoy God's presence. This comes first as a means to enter into the presence of God in prayer. Rather than flinging our prayers up to some faraway God, we seek first to come into the presence of God so that we might enter into a conversation with the God of all creation. Confession is an act we do corporately here every Sunday, the act of acknowledging one's sins in the hopes of repentance and forgiveness. It comes second so that we can kind of wipe the slate clean as we approach a deeper conversation. Thanksgiving is defined in the prayer book as the act of thanking God for all the blessings of this life, for our redemption and for whatever draws us closer to God. I often wonder if human beings put Thanksgiving third, not because Acts is easier to remember than ACST, but because we feel the need to butter God up a little bit before we start asking for things. Which brings us to the fourth step, supplication. Asking God to provide or do something. It's often split into two foci, intercession, where we pray to God on behalf of others, and, where we, and petition, where we pray that God's will might be done in our own lives. Acts is a simple way to begin or to restart for the 4,000th time a routine of regular prayer and conversation with God. But if I'm honest, I have found the thanksgiving piece to be increasingly difficult over the last 15 months. I suspect I'm not the only one. As I said on Wednesday evening, COVID-19 has taken so much from us there have been times when it felt nearly impossible to come up with a list of things to be thankful for. When you are working, schooling, cooking, cleaning, and everything else from home, it becomes hard to even give thanks for that dang roof over your head. I think that's why I have found myself drawn this week not to the typical Pentecost lesson from Acts, 
Or did Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit as advocate and guide in John, but to Paul's short little lesson about the Holy Spirit in Romans? The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. Oh, how true that is. Whether it isn't knowing how to give thanks for the little things when COVID was raging, or knowing how to pray under the weight of such weighty things as police violence against our black siblings, assaults on the democratic process, the rise in white supremacist Christian nationalism, or the return of mass shootings in our post-COVID world, I have found myself stuck, not knowing how to pray as I ought. Thankfully, the redemption of the world is not dependent on my ability to pray. And even if it was, thankfully, my ability to pray is not dependent on my ability to pray. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. That very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Now, off the top of my head, I can think of three famous prayer scenes in movies over the last three decades. There is the grace prayed over Christmas dinner by Aunt Bethany that is nothing more than the Pledge of Allegiance in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There is grace prayed to tiny infant Jesus in his golden fleece diaper by Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. And finally, there is the prayer over dinner by Sister Mary Clarence in Sister Act. Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of no food, I will fear no hunger. We want you to give us this day our daily bread and to the republic for which it stands. By the power vested in me, I now pronounce us ready to eat. Amen. None of them knew how to pray as they ought. And even though each prayer is ridiculous in its own right, I firmly believe that the Spirit can translate even those prayers into praise and thanksgiving to God. And imagine what the Holy Spirit can do with the prayers of you and me. Now, to further soften my worry that my prayers aren't up to snuff, Paul goes on to remind us that the reason the Spirit can take our deepest needs and make them known to God in language that is beyond words is that the mind of the Spirit is fully known by God the Father. As we'll hear again next week on Trinity Sunday, there is no break in the relationship between God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The mind of the Spirit, which knows what is on the hearts of each of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus, is the same mind that is in God the Father. The Spirit knows that even in my ability to be thankful, my desire to be thankful is enough. Sometimes I worry, especially on Pentecost, that the reason that the Holy Spirit gets a short shrift in denominations of the former mainline Christianity is that we're a bit too proper for these things. The Spirit is often associated with ecstatic outbursts like praying in tongues 
or Benny Hinn type healing miracles. And we prefer a more polite version of God. Thank you very much. But on this day of Pentecost, in the midst of a long and difficult journey through COVID-19, a long overdue racial reckoning, and a highly polarized and sometimes violent political climate, I wonder if we might be well served to remember that for all the wind and flames and foreign languages, what the Spirit is really about in our lives is carrying the mind of humans to the heart of God. Carrying the mind of God to the heart of human beings. This morning we gather and celebrate Holy Eucharist for the first time since March 8th, 2020. And I'm reminded that Eucharist means thanksgiving. We begin this morning with the help of the Holy Spirit, a season of thanksgiving. For all that is past, for all that is, for all that will be. But especially for the gift of God's grace in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And for the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and intercede to God on our behalf. Come and show us the will of the Father. Come and teach us to be thankful. Come and refresh us that we might help to renew the face of the earth. Amen.